Welcome back to Gnostic Insights. My name is Dr. Sid Ropp, and I'm your host. Welcome back to Gnostic Insights. I don't know how many of you have been listening from the beginning. I'm not sure how many of you have heard the actual series called The Simple Explanation of the Gnostic Gospel. If you have just tuned in for the last few episodes, you haven't yet gained the foundation of what I've been teaching for the last couple of years. You can go visit the GnosticInsights.com website where you'll find a tab that says a simple explanation of the Gnostic gospel. And that's got probably about 15, 20 episodes in a row in order of the story as laid out in the tripartite tractate of the Nag Hammadi. And those episodes actually form the basis of the book that I have out now. My book is still at the publishers. It's still in process, but I have produced a preview copy that I sell through the website there if you're interested in having a preview copy now. But you can go listen to those simple explanation of the Gnostic Gospel episodes, and there's transcripts under each episode if you want to figure out what I've been teaching. I only mention this because I'm finding that when I correspond with people now that write to me, and I wish more of you would write to me, I find that they don't understand the, the basics of what I've been teaching. And so their observations and whatnot are a little difficult to address. You know, it took these 15 episodes, it took this 275-page book to explain this Christian Gnostic gospel. So for me just to explain it in one episode or in a reply to a letter, well, that's a challenge. Today's episode, I've been somewhat resistant to record and share. I don't want it to be a a downer. I don't want it to be a bummer of an episode. But, you know, it really seems like the world's going to hell in a handbasket, as my grandmother would have said. It seems as though things are going downhill. Certainly in our American culture, things turned around and went downhill extremely rapidly. Now, in hindsight, I can see it's been happening for the last 30, 40 years, but it never seemed like it was going to be a trajectory that would wind us up here. But here we are. There's plenty of people talking about politics out there on the internet, so I'm not going to talk politics per se. Because for one thing, whether you are a conservative or a progressive, or consider yourself to be a moderate, I want you all to hear this Gnostic gospel that I'm teaching. So I don't want to alienate and turn off anybody who gets offended by my political views. But this episode kind of goes into that. So hang on a bit. I don't need to tell you that the world is in turmoil. I don't need to tell you that America's in turmoil right now. That America's cities, especially, are in extreme distress. 
And this current political set of people has decided to usher in a new era of what it means to live in America. They're trying to turn everything upside down and change it radically from what we've become accustomed to since the founding of the nation. Now, I'm not sure what the motivation of the elites that run the show is. I suspect that they're in it to enrich themselves, and they really don't care much about us people, about the citizens, the ordinary citizens. We really aren't their first concern. Their first concern is power and money. And it really doesn't even matter if they're Democrats or Republicans We know the people at the top, the men and women at the top, the what are called elites. They're running the show in order to line their own pockets. They're not running the show in order to make life better for us. They're making life better for them and their families. So why? What's going on? Who can we trust? What is called progressivism now, which implies progress, doesn't it? It implies a better future. Progress. Progressive. But it's not really, sadly enough. Now, for the ordinary voter, for the ordinary citizen who still believes in the progressive movement, it's my belief that these people are being sold a bill of goods, are being hoodwinked. They have good faith belief in the rhetoric that their elite leaders say, but somehow the promises made during campaigning for office never really come to fruition never really trickled down to the ordinary citizen. Are you better off than you were four years ago? Are you better off than you were 10 years ago? Are the cities safer? Are the homeless housed? Are the drug addicts taken care of and given a clean and better life? Has cancer been cured? Do immunizations really help? So without stepping on any of my listeners' toes, I would say no, probably not. And that's what I'm going to try to explain to you today. It seems to me that part of the contract that we have with our government here in the United States is that we have freedom of thought. We have freedom of speech. Live and let live. You don't have to agree with your neighbors. You don't have to agree with the politics of your neighbors or the religion of your neighbors. As long as they agree to leave you alone and you agree to leave them alone. Live and let live. That's always been my motto. Liberty, above all. But now there is a deep culture of censorship and oppression that has been imposed upon us by the elites. And I think the ordinary citizen, as I started to say, when you think of progressivism, you're thinking of what I call the Star Trek universe. Clean energy, no homelessness, good nutritious food, blue skies. It's all beautiful. It's all good. But that's not what's coming about through the progressive platform that's being imposed upon us against our will. The reason I think that the progressives are hoping it's going to work, they're hoping they have a vision for the future of that Star Trek blue sky universe. But what's actually coming about, it's more like the Mad Max universe. It's more like the Terminator universe. It's more a dystopian, ruined cities crime and control, corruption at the highest level universe. That's what's coming out. The leaders are saying, we're going to give you that beautiful Star Trek, everything is good universe, 
But what's coming out of their policies is actually the opposite. It's darkness, oppression, conformity, lowering the bar rather than raising the bar. They don't care. They don't care about us. So I'm not faulting the actual voters who keep putting these evil people into office because I think that your eye is on the prize. You are hoping for a better tomorrow. But I'm telling you, those people aren't interested in a better tomorrow. They're lining their own pockets. They're interested in a better tomorrow for themselves. They don't care about you. Now, where then do these young progressives get their vision and their hope for a better tomorrow? They're hoping that here and now on this physical earth, they can help to usher in an enlightened age. I'm sure that's what you're hoping for. But it's not going to happen because the people in control, they are not enlightened. They're greedy. The people that you put in charge really aren't after the same goal that you are. And your goal, honestly, your goal is the fullness of God. Your goal is returning to the fullness and living in paradise. But you don't realize it can only happen through the love that comes from above. The love isn't coming from the politicians. The love only comes from above. So let's take a look at this. According to Gnostic thought, there is an eternal ethereal realm where all knowledge and all love resides. Our human consciousness, our human spirit, flows from above. This material world that we live in, in Gnostic thought, is not the loving creation of that all-loving, all-knowledgeable God, but rather the result of a fall away from the ethereal plane that this material world we live in is a hardened, thick, and slow imitation of the ethereal plane. The tripartite tractate says that there was a creature up there, an eon, the best of the eons, named Logos, who fell from the ethereal plane. And it was the broken body, so to speak, of Logos that created our material world. According to the tripartite tractate, Logos was horrified by what had happened, by what he had created down below. And it says that the best part of Logos fled back up to the fullness of God, leaving the broken bits down below. And that brokenness of Logos, I've identified with its ego. See, all eons of the fullness have an identical self that is a reflection of the fullness of God. They are each a fractal of the fullness of God. But they also have a particular position, duties, and name, and their own powers. And that distinguishes them from the one self that they all share. So in my translation of this kind of theology, I call their one fullness that they all share their self, with a big S, self. And then their particularities is their ego. And we are fractals of those eons. So we have the same distinctions within ourselves. We have the self. So that is the sure knowledge of the presence of God, because we have the fractals of the fullness of God in our DNA. But we also have our ego. And our ego isn't just a matter of pride or whatnot. Our ego is the part of us that interacts with the rest of the world. 
It's our position and place and duties, etc. That's our ego, just as Logos had his own ego. And it was the ego that was left behind down here to rule the material world, whereas the self of Logos fled back up to the fullness. This ego of the fallen eon is called the Demiurge. And the Demiurge is the architect and creator of this material world. But it is a forgetful god. It has amnesia. The Demiurge does not remember the better part of Logos or the self or the fullness or the father of consciousness because it fell and it's cut off down here. It's a blind god. That's basic Gnostic thought. So what's left behind down here to rule our fallen world or cosmos, the whole universe down here, is a blind, ignorant, fallen god who has no inherent love or knowledge. And that's the fella that's in charge of this world, of this whole universe. Now, this Demiurge is able to make creations because he is of the eons, and they all had these powers. So when Logos fell and left his ego down here below, that ego of the fallen Demiurge has bits and pieces of all the other eons, except it's only their egos. It's none of their love and consciousness. It's only their egoic consciousness. And what is an ego? It's all about me, me, me. It's all self-centered. So this Demiurge does not rule out of love and caring and compassion. This Demiurge rules out of pride, self-enhancement, recognition, power, and control. Now that should resonate a bit to what I was saying in the introduction to this episode. That's the way our rulers on this material plane rule. They use those powers of the Demiurge to rise to the positions that they hold. So here's what it says in the Tripartite Tractate. And now I'm quoting out of Part 3 of the Tripartite Tractate, beginning with verse 108. Whenever the two orders, and one order, that's the fallen, and the other order, that's the fullness. So the fullness is above, love, knowledge, compassion, all of the virtuous aspects of God. That's one order. The other order is this fallen world, which is based upon, created through ego and taking care of myself. Me, me, me. Power. Control. Whenever the two orders, those on the right, and the Gnostic gospel, funny enough, equates the right with above, with the fullness of God, and they equate the left with the fallen world and egoic self-centered behavior. So, right and left. Whenever the two orders, those on the right and those on the left, are brought together by means of that thought which lies between them and gives them a common economy. So the thought that lies between them is their remembrance of the fullness of God, because we're fractals. So the humans have both left and right within them. We have a fractal of the eons, and we have a fractal of the fallen demiurge, of the egoic, and gives them a common economy. And an economy is a bounded space that causes things to work together. If we didn't have a boundary, a bounded space, everybody would be rolling out into their own direction. There'd be nothing to bring us together. But we are formed to be within a community, an economy. It might be a nation state, a state, a tribe, a family. Each one of those is an economy. 
it comes to pass that both the left and right perform their works with the same zeal, those on the right copying those on the left, and those on the left also copying those on the right. Sometimes the evil order begins in a foolish fashion to work some evil, and the wise order emulates it in the shape of a malefactor, that's a an evil person, it too doing evil as if it were a power of evil. At other times, the wise order sets out to do good, and the foolish order emulates it so as to do the same. So in other words, sometimes the good ones act like bad ones, and the bad ones act like good ones. It goes on to say, verse 109, This is how it is with the things that are constituted in this way by such deeds. They have come into being resembling things that are dissimilar, so that it has become impossible for the uninstructed to understand the cause of the things that exist. And because of that, they have put forward different explanations. Some say that the existing things exist by providence, that is, by God. These are the ones who observe the regularity of the movement of the creation and its reliability. Others say that it is something alien. These are the ones who observe the diversity and the lawlessness of the powers and its evil characters. Others say again that the existing things are what are destined to be. These are the ones who have occupied themselves with this matter. Others yet again say it is in accordance with nature, and still others say that it is accidental. The great majority, however, have only reached as far as the visible elements and know of nothing more than these. End quote. So, it is saying that if you are uninstructed in spiritual matters, then all you can discern of the world is what you observe and see, because you do not have a sense of the ethereal presence of God, or the ethereal fullness above from which we came. We are down here immersed in this material world, and all we see is what we see. We don't look beyond it. If you are uninstructed that we come from above, then you can't look above what you see to figure anything better out. But this is what I was saying in my introduction. The spiritually uninstructed, all they can observe is what they see on the earth, and they think they can bring some semblance of beauty into the earth. We all have a sense of the presence of God because we are all consciousness. The consciousness of the Father does flow down into creation below because we second-order powers have brought it in. When the best part of Logos fled back into the fullness above, he took with him the love and consciousness of the fullness, leaving down below only brokenness, darkness, thickness, slowness, and egoic striving. So only brokenness, darkness, and lack of love was left down here below with the Demiurge and ignorance. In order to bring love and consciousness into this universe, Logos and the second order of powers, with the blessing of the Father, created us. We are their fruit. We are the fractals of the eons of the fullness. We are sent down into creation, all living things, everything that is meat and can move as opposed to mineral inert. We channel the love, consciousness, and remembrance of the fullness of God along with us. 
So we have a remembrance of the Father of Consciousness. We do have a remembrance of paradise. We bring it down with us. It's not coming from the fall. It's coming from above later on when we were sent down, when the living creatures began to populate the cosmos. And this, I think, is the remembrance of paradise that the people who are uninstructed in these matters think they're going to usher in with their progressive agenda. But they're not. They're looking around at the fallen material world and thinking they can bring paradise to earth. But they can't. Paradise is up above. Our job as the second order of powers is to bring consciousness and love to the cosmos, and then we are to return back home above. Most people who are uninstructed, as this verse was saying, they don't remember that part. And this is what my mission is. I'm trying to instruct my listening audience here to this podcast that this stuff doesn't happen down below. This is a fallen, broken world, period. We're supposed to be channeling love and consciousness out into this broken, fallen world and helping others to remember the fullness of God. Now, we do a very poor job of that. We get caught in, as it was saying, as I was reading to you out of the tripartite tractate a little bit ago, sometimes good people act like bad people and sometimes bad people act like good people. We're caught in this never-ending war with each other and with the material fallen plane. That is why we have death. That is why bad things happen to good people. Because there is this world is essentially evil. But we bring the love and compassion of the Father down to it through our manifestation down here below. That is a basic Gnostic gospel. We do a very poor job of actually doing that. I wish it weren't so. I wish I were more Christ-like. And that's what the purpose of the Christ is. The Christ is actually the manifestation of third-order powers. We're second-order powers. The first-order powers were the eons. The fallen demiurge and his minions of archons, they are not first order or second. They're simply the powers of ego. The third order of powers is the Christ. And the Christ is brought with the full compassion, forgiveness, and love to remind us second order powers of our mission here on earth and then to help us go home. Because, you know, it's not by works, but by grace. It's by faith in the Father and the love of the fullness and the Christ that we are able to escape the boundary of this material world and return home. And that's why it's so important to be instructed in faith in Christ. It's Christ's job to redeem us. It's not our job to redeem us. Our job was simply to bring love and consciousness to the fallen world. It's not to redeem the fallen world. We don't have that power. We keep getting caught in the never-ending war instead. Well, today's episode has gotten away from me again. I was going to read you something out of the book of Romans, but we didn't get that far. Maybe next week, if I'm still on this thought, still on this discussion, I'll bring it up. Let me know what you think of this episode. Does it raise questions in your mind? Is there anything you'd like me to explain? Let me know how it's sitting with you. I look forward to your comments. Comments are turned off here at the podcast because all I ever get are advertisements instead. But if you would like to correspond with me, you can go to the GnosticInsights.com website, go to comments, contact me, and send me an email that way, and I will email you back. Take care. Remember, 
The Father loves us. The Christ is here to help. The politicians, eh. God bless us all, and onward and upward. <laughs>